And welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Ravshir, and I'm here to talk to you about a very important discussion. Are animals better at an aquarium or in the sea? I always thought that animals would be better in an aquarium because I thought people would pay more attention to them and more care would be tended to them. Well, I saw the film Blackfish, and that opened my eyes to how I feel with animals being enclosed in an aquarium now. The film was based on SeaWorld and their cruelty to animals, mainly the killer orcas. This documentary shows the horror of SeaWorld and how they conducted themselves when their staff members died due to the whales, along with how they care for the animals. It is a very sad but persuasive film. I have never gone to SeaWorld before and definitely have no interest in going now. Like, why would I want to give them my money or anyone's money when I know all the wrong they're doing? How can I... Or really anyone support that. So now diving into the film. This film has a lot of credibility built into it. And then how this film is extremely credible is due to the fact that people directing this film has SeaWorld staff members in the film talking about their own experiences. Multiple staff members spoke out and said some of the decisions the higher up made did not feel right. But they felt like if they said anything, nothing would happen. They felt like their voices were not heard. The higher-ups made the decisions based on money, not about caring for their employees or the animals. How the higher-ups did not care for their employees was that whenever a trainer was killed or injured and there was live footage of how it happened, the higher-ups would find a reason to blame the trainers and how it was their fault, not the killer whale's fault. While the other trainers say the opposite, in fact, that these trainers were amazing who were injured or killed, and they were the best, and it was definitely not their fault. Some of the staff members even said that they only stayed out working at SeaWorld was because they felt bad for the animals, and they wanted to make the animals feel better, especially Tilikum, the male killer whale. The employees, they wanted to do the right thing and treat the animals better, while the higher-ups, they had a different agenda which was focused on money and the reputation of SeaWorld and keeping it clean. In this film, another part of the credibility aspect was the marine experts, who talked about the cruelty that these animals had faced. These people who knew about the killer whales, and they shared the fact that they believed the killer whales were too big to be confined in these small areas. They shared their knowledge with us in the documentary and stated how the animals should not be in these tiny areas. Another aspect that helped the credibility of this film was the live and raw footage they had. Throughout this film, the audience sees what actually goes down. The live footage, whether it's with catching the whales, the small areas they live in, or the tragic incidents in which the trainers die or have a serious injury. This is all on tape, and you can see the footage and just how unfortunate and this is and how it didn't have to happen in the first place. None of this had to happen if people just cared for the animals more and if the higher-ups cared about their employees more. Now let's talk about in the film how it shows the reasoning on why these killer whales should not be in these small, confined areas. In the film, the marine experts said that the male killer whale orcas 
they could live up to 50 years old, while the females, they could even live up to 100 years old when they're in the wild. But in these enclosed facilities at SeaWorld, they can only live up to 30, 35 to as low as 25 years. That is nearly half or more of their life taken away from them. That is crazy to think about that and wrap that mind, that wrap that idea around your mind that keeping these animals in these enclosed areas is going to make these killer whales die sooner. And you're still okay with that? That is wrong on so many levels. The other part of this is that these whales are huge. They need a lot of room. So the large male, Tilikon, literally had his own room in which the room was too small for him. And he also had very limited interaction with other whales or even the trainers. He rarely came out. He was just stuck in a dark room for pretty much all the day. Like, who would want to be locked up in a dark room with nothing to do for 21 out of the 24 hours? <laughs> the answer is no one. These majestic creatures, who which barely gets any interaction, and they are wound up, which makes them act unreasonable, which happened in these videos when one of the trainers, Don, was killed. The SeaWorld staff and trainers looked at the footage later and said that the killer whale was wound up. Telecom didn't get much time out with anyone anymore, and he was wound up, and this makes him act unreasonable. Then also, there were the female orca whales, which would be together, but they were in a small area as well, and that would lead them to attack each other. They would have bite marks, and it would be bloody, and it would be dangerous situations. For these animals. And also the women for the killer whales. They are the dominant ones and the leaders. So when Tilikum came into contact with them sometimes. They would attack him to show their dominance. But also they're in a small area. And then you add another huge whale. These female whales did not like that. So Tilikum from this received a lot of bite marks. And lost a lot of blood. The higher up should have done something about this to try and fix the situation. To make it a better and safer area. It's terrible that he was in a dark room for most of the day. But when he would get out, he would normally be attacked by the females. He is in a terrible situation. It's a lose-lose situation for him. The only way for him to win is to let him be free in the wild. This film has a lot of emotion embedded in it. There were a lot of scenes in this film that were very sad to see, and it made you wake up and realize the horror of containing these majestic creatures in confined spaces and not allowing them to live their life with their family in the wild like they're supposed to be. One of the biggest parts for me that was very emotional emotional, was when the people were trying to catch the baby killer whales in the Puget Sound, how they would catch the baby killer whales would they would have an aircraft boats and they would all follow the mom and baby orcas because the moms would try and protect their babies like good moms do in the film they interviewed a person who actually caught a a baby killer whale and he said this changed his perspective for life 
and he did not even want to go through it during this time. Seeing them catch these baby killer whales, he said when they were putting the baby whales in the net, their mom and other family members were only about 20 feet away, not leaving because they wanted to save their baby. This is this is hard for me to say without get even getting emotional. And I was not even there. The person who's being interviewed said the ba- the baby whale in the net was talking to the mom and the family members they were having their last conversation before the baby was captured and taken away. This person said it's like ha- having the parents watch their baby being kidnapped and never seeing him never seeing them again. This is extremely moving and emotional. There's also raw footage of this. And in the footage, you heard the whales talking back to one another. And how the family was not far from the boat. Because they wanted to all do what they could to try and save their baby before it was too late. Another part in this film that was very emotional was the death of Don Branches. part was very moving because you saw the raw footage and it was so sad. And the staff members that saw this footage said she said that Tilikum looked wound up, and even she could tell that, and she wanted to make Tilikum feel better. They all said how Dawn was one of the best trainers and how hard she worked. This wasn't her fault. Then the disgusting part was that SeaWorld, they wanted to blame Dawn, and that it was her fault for why she died. She wasn't even there to defend herself. SeaWorld blamed her for wearing a ponytail. But there was other footage before her that that other people were wearing ponytails. And in her previous shows, she also was wearing ponytails. How come that didn't happen before then? That was just a terrible excuse. And it showed me that they don't care for their employees. As well as the animals. Because if they wanted... What was best for the animals, they would release them into the wild, their natural habitat. So in this, in the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how at first I thought aquariums were great and how they're there to help the animals and give them a better life. But after seeing blackfish, fish, that really changed my point of view. It changed my point of view on aquariums, but also zoos and just how are they really treating the animals? I'm okay with people rescuing and saving animals' lives to make them better so that one day maybe the animals, they can go back into the wild where they belong to live. Or even staying in these facilities. But they need to get the attention. They need to get the care that they deserve. But capturing these animals in the wild and ripping them apart from their family? That's a whole nother story. And it's... Honestly, it's it's inexcusable in my mind. Then after capturing them and bringing them to the aquarium, you're not even giving them a life. They are confined in this small area where they're in darkness and they can only come out for a couple of hours to perform a show or to be with another kind of their animal and and get bitten. It's crazy. I hope not all aquariums and zoos are like this. And I know they're not all, they they are not all like this. But after watching Blackfish, I've definitely looked at those things with a different mindset.